Welcome to our Forever Young Podcast, where we chat about ways to keep our bodies and minds young, because you're never too old to become younger. My name is Christiana Eggy. And my name is Sherry Marichu. Hello, Sherry. Hi, Christiana. So I have a question for you first. Did you take a moment today to be mindful? Yes. As soon as I wake up, the first thing I do is pray. And that is when my mindfulness starts, you know, because I take the time to calm my mind and to ask God and the Holy Spirit to guide my day, you know, and just, you know, have that quiet moment. I think that's beautiful because you know what, actually, I really thought you were going to say no, because knowing how crazy our lives have been recently, I fully expected you to say no, but I should have thought about prayer as part of mindfulness. And yes, that's right. I would believe that you would start each day with a moment of mindfulness. And end each day too, that way. Mm -hmm. So I start every morning with mindful moments as well when I walk my dog. And I use it to list all the things that I was grateful for from the previous day. And I also really use it to, to help think about how I'm going to use the day moving forward. Absolutely. It is so important, you know, when you have a grateful heart, you know, you get more, more blessings, you know, but if you're not grateful for what you have, you'll just be miserable all the time because you just be thinking of all the bad things that are happening, you know, Everyone has things that happen to them. We are humans. But when you're able to see more good things in your life and you're able to actually take a step back, you know, this may have happened, but it's not the end. I can do better. I can change it and so forth. It just makes it a lot easier. So I think I do the same thing. Like I said, when I pray in the mornings, you know, even when I drive, I just, just so thankful. And not because I'm, I'm always smiling. Like today I was actually listening to a a, a show on the radio this morning and the person was talking about, you know, just being, just laughter, laughing a lot, you know. How it increases your endorphins, strengthen your strengthens your hormone. I think we've done a podcast on laughter. And and just, you know, it helps you to ward off a lot of diseases and and how it was prescribed for a couple of people by their doctors, and they actually did better. So just having that really got deep down, you know laughter kind of thing not just smiling apparently there are lots of people who haven't even laughed in a long time for years or months and so forth you know because they are too miserable the sky is falling oh life is miserable what is there to laugh about you know make your own because even if you pretend to laugh even by just lifting the sides of your mouth apparently that's effect on your hormones it's yeah. Brain. It's so crazy. I know. I jo- I enjoy laughing a lot. And um, <laughs> I think that's why I'm saying. That's why we're friends. Right. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying forever young. <laughs> <laughs> a resident told me the other day, she's like, Christiana, don't die. I said, I would never die. I promise. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So we laughed about it. So what can you do? Just laugh. Well, you know, in our last podcast, we talked about burnout and I, And I thought it was really hilarious because both of us 
we're running around like crazy and we're still there. We're still running around like crazy trying to complete whatever it is that we need to do. So this time I really thought it would be kind of good for us to take a step back and Mm -hmm. talk a little bit about mindfulness and discuss how we can infuse it into our everyday lives, like just easily, even as busy as we are. So this is when I invite our friends to grab their walking shoes or water and listen in on how we discuss to to infuse mindfulness into our day. Okay, Christiana, tell me, have you thought about mindfulness and what it really means to you? I mean, I know it's not a normal thing, but okay, maybe what does mindfulness mean to you? So for me, mindfulness means being present, being present for myself, you know, taking time for me, me time. Yeah. Just having that quiet moment. It could just be like, you know, you have a lot to do. Like I I think I've mentioned previously, I just stop, you know, just stop and just take a few moments, close my eyes or just take myself to a place where I find peace. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and again, for me, and this is just me, I find that peace in my faith, mm-hmm. you know, just, you know, having that time when I'm like, God, you know, take care, take control of my life and just help me. And I especially like my new prayers. Like I just surrender myself. Like I surrender everything to you. Please take care of everything. It's one of the novenas that I found. And yeah. so like when I do that, no matter what is happening, I it just gives me that lift because now I know that whatever is weighing me down is not on me anymore. I've offered it up. So that is what I find when I feel like I'm I'm taking time for myself, I'm being mindful, you know, mm-hmm. just you know, being being quiet and peaceful. Sometimes just not even thinking about anything, just, you know, breathing quietly. <laughs> I love how you say that. Not yeah. thinking about anything. No, just breathing. That is so breathing. hard to do, Christiana. But, but, you know, if you sort of, yeah, it's, it, my mind wonders a lot, but I'm able to actually take that, take some time when I just, you know, just do my quiet breathing. I'm not meditating, but I I find that it helps me. It actually, because when you take deep breaths, it relaxes your central nervous system. That's right. It like, I think that it's really underrated. People need to like, you know, I have friends, colleagues, family members who tell me that they become anxious easily. And man, if I could just like put it on a billboard in front of them at all times, like, breathe, breathe deeply, take that moment. You know, it's not going to cure everything, but it's definitely going to slow things down and it's going to help center you. So let me tell you what the textbook definition is of mindfulness then. Okay. Okay. So it is the basic human ability to be fully present. So you nailed it when you said mindfulness to you is about being present. It's about being aware of where we are, what we're doing, what we're sensing. So that's another part of it. So I would always think, yeah, mindfulness is being present, but it's also like part of that is sensing, sensing what's happening around us, 
what's happening in our bodies, like how we're feeling. It's not being reactive or overwhelmed by what's going on around us. And it's not judging anything. It's just being aware, which I think is really interesting because I think there's so many times in the day when we're just going, 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 getting things done. But I don't think we're necessarily being mindful because we're sort of just rushing through what we're doing. And um, I think before when my dad was in the home and I would go visit him at lunchtime, for me, that was like, I'm just thinking about it now, but when I was with him, maybe were was like the most present moment of each of my days because I was so focused on being there with him, not even knowing that I wouldn't have him for much longer, but just, you know, like enjoying that time with him. And there's, you know, today there's so many things happening all the time. Like you and I are doing this podcast on the screen, but like I have another screen on my desk in front of me. There's a screen, you know what I mean? There's just so much always happening that we're not always fully present. So I love the idea of just being fully aware and present and not judging. But I also think at the same time, it's really difficult for me to do this. So how about you, Christiana? What do you think? Yeah, I think it it is hard, but it's something that you can sort of work yourself up to because if you continue, I think you become frazzled with everything that you have to do. And I think maybe I'll overindulge these days. Honestly, really, I don't let anything get under my skin anymore. It's like I think that's amazing. Yeah, honestly. (laughs) Let us all get to that spot. (laughs) It's it's amazing. Like things happen, and I'm like, wow. I used to, I actually was talking to a friend recently, catching up on old times, and I'm like, oh, I don't do this, I don't do that. It's like, wow, I've grown so much. (laughs) (laughs) Even okay, I think now I remember what happened. Let me see, let me see, let me see. Yes. We were taking a, a, a the first road trip to Montreal for my okay. bridal shower. Okay. Yeah. I had rented a vehicle for like weeks ahead of time. Okay. Then we went to airport to pick up this vehicle. And the way we were treated, it was like, I mean, the old Christiana would have brought the house down. <laughs> I think this was shot. First, the guy would not give us the vehicle because he said, I put my niece's name on the insurance. So it had to be taken off. I called the the company. Eventually, they took it off. It was late. I was hungry. I had not even had lunch. I was starving. And it was from, from to get from Toronto to just Airport Road because I went yeah. to my daughter, right? First, the, the traffic. So mm-hmm. anyway, long story short, this gentleman, when we eventually got that straightened out, do you know he said he's not going to give us the car because we insured it online with the parent company. We had to insure with them. I said, okay, put the insurance. 
He says, where are you going? I said, we're going to Montreal. Oh, that'll be $10 per driver every day. for, for Like he just, he pulled every, like he said, I had to put down $3,000 to hold. Like I'm like, finally, I said, you know what? Forget it. I don't need your car. But I did not raise my voice. I did not like who I don't know who that person was <laughs> because if you know the Christiana that I know he would have regretted meeting me but that's just one story mm-hmm. so that it's I'm like what happened to me <laughs> I'm so no but it's amazing so you're I've learning how to so much and yeah. I think actually I don't know if I can say, I credit some of this to Joel Osteen because I listen to him a lot these days, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he tells you not to lose your cool. You know, it reminds you, you know, you don't know what's happening to people, right? It just reminds you to be mindful. I think that it's what it is. It's part of what has changed me. So yeah, I've, I've, I'm just extremely, see, I've been really, I'm really patient in a lot of ways, but certain ways, like mm-hmm. especially with what do my children call them? I customer service is not my cup of tea. I can't. <laughs> but no, I am chill, Christy. That's good. So, yeah. I mean, okay. So, but there's many benefits to being mindful, and it, I think, right? Like, it's not just a. Uh, it's not just something nice to do. I think that being mindful is also really good for our mental health, right? So, yeah, I mean, so when you are, I think like one of the first things is like I was saying the whole, there's multiple screens where, you know, we're doing this podcast, but you know, like you're getting text messages, I'm getting text messages, Mm -hmm. like things are happening around us, right? And for me, nothing drives me crazier than when I'm having a meal with someone and they're staring at a screen. Like, I I understand that, you know, you need to check in with work or family or whatever it is, or even the score of the Raptors game. I understand. I will do that. But it's been two years since we've all had a meal with each other. Like, you would think that people would be more apt to looking at the person across from them and having a conversation and being fully present. And I think for me, that is like my number one pet peeve is when I'm with somebody and they're constantly looking at a screen, their phone, their tablet, whatever it is, drives me crazy. Okay, so that's my rant. (laughs) You said it rose before you have these meetings or these meals. I'm not there yet. I'm not, I've not gone anywhere. Like I said, we went to this, I think that's the first time I've been out of Toronto for the past, what, two and a half years now, right? So I'm not going out to lunches or dinners yet. So this is the new age, it's the culture. I remember Dr. Doolittle, when Dr. Doolittle one or two came out and he was calling his daughter who was in the bedroom, it was it was through a telephone. We were okay. all laughing. How crazy is that? But yeah. that is what happens now. Come on, place. Like yes. know, when you say home with somebody, you have to call them on the phone to get their attention. <laughs> but people are so used to that. So if you're going to have a meal with someone, just tell them, guess what? No phones. 
no yeah. distraction. Set the rules, right? So yeah. that way, because it's so commonplace. Like, you know, like if you go out with me for a meal, Sherry, I can't put my phone down because I get calls. I'm on call, right? No, so and I, I, I understand that. I understand that I will part. check to make sure it's not work, right? Yeah, if it's yeah. work, I'll have to take it. But, you know, just so, you know, the pe- people understand. It's like you, even families. We've taken mm-hmm. pictures in our family where people are sitting together, but everyone is looking at their phone. They are in the same environment, you know. Yeah. You've seen that before, but it happens. It's just commonplace. The part that gets me, though, with technology is with children. Mm-hmm. When you have children with this iPad on their faces, like the two, three year, four that that I mean, I think it's a little bit too much that I can't yeah. I can't stand. Well, but, so my point is like, you know, when you're fully present and being mindful of the person that you're with, having a meal, having a coffee, whatever it is, when you're paying attention to them, you're being aware of what now they're going through and what they're mm-hmm. dealing with. And yeah. I think that. That's like number one in mindfulness is understanding what other people are going through. Yeah, because people don't always talk. People don't always tell you what's really going on, right? Are you okay? I'm okay. You know, but when you actually sort of quick at picking up emotions, so you can't fool me, but like... Just from talking, you know, people might even even if you don't want to ask, you can just say things that allude to that person that, you know, if you're going through something, I'm here for you. You can count on me or something and they will know and feel that you're supportive. But that can't happen if they're distracted or you are distracted. So you're very right. It's something that we should do. It's common ethics that we don't have anymore. And, you know, so. Yeah. And I think an, another another great benefit of mindfulness is reducing stress. And you talked about it. You talked about taking that moment to breathe, reduce that adrenaline that might be racing through your body that's yeah. making you feel stressed and anxious. And we've talked about how bad stress is on our bodies. Number one, Kayla. Yeah. Is the, yeah. Because you see, when, when you are stressed out, your body is in that state of, you know, fight or flee. It's, it's good to be in that state when you're actually in danger. But when that switches <laughs> on permanently, and yeah. then, I mean, that's, you can't live like that for very long. One day, all your, if your heart rate is always up and, you know, your blood sugar and your, your, your breathing and all that is just always, you're always tired, then you can't be healthy. So it's, it's always, you know, the, the rest and recreation helps you to recharge. So, and that is another way of meeting social, you know, conversations or, or outing and just being with somebody else. It's supposed to help you know, get get you out of that type of mind um, frame where you were. But if you're not actually taking the time to relax and be present, then you're not going to benefit from actually being with somebody or having a meal with someone, right? So I think yeah. it's important to just try to find time, at least make time to bring your mind to the present, either on your own or with 
a friend or with family. Okay, tell me about the whole with a friend or with family. Like, what do you mean? So when you are out or spending time with a friend or family and you are present, you're being mindful, you won't have time to worry about whatever, you know, your day was like, because now you are in a, you've changed the channel, so to, so to speak. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So now you are in a different uh, frame of mind. And mm-hmm. maybe if you actually let, allow yourself to be present, you find something to be cheerful about, something to laugh about. And when you are laughing, a lot of those stresses will dissipate. You know, <laughs> you will be yeah. uplifted. So if you are with family, not for people that fight with their families. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, not everybody loves their family. Um, if, if you're not getting along, then that's not the time to go to family to be mindful. <laughs> <laughs> you can actually still do that, though. You know, if you do go and you decide to be mindful, even someone getting on your nerve and you don't reply, like they say, misery loves company. So someone yeah. cannot continue to yell at you if you're not saying anything. Eventually they will give up and, you know, say, hmm, I wonder why they are being so nice. Maybe I should try it too, you know? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> and, and I was thinking too, like, if if everybody was a little bit more mindful, right? Can you imagine what a world we would live in? It would like, be, be, actually, it would be boring. What? Yes. No, if everyone was more mindful, I think that people would be more kind. It would be a more kind world. Too much kindness is not going to be good. You need a little bit of, you know. The, you don't think that, that we would find be, things to be set up a little bit. If you don't think yes, I'm pleased and thank you. We'll be bored. No, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that people won't be so rude. People wouldn't be. I don't know. I think but that then still... it will not be real because not everyone can control the emotion. So being rude, you know, letting it rip, it's it's actually good for some people. Like they vent and they feel better, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They but may vent the wrong but maybe time. you vent in a nice way. Yeah, no, then it won't help. It's like being stressed and eating <laughs> ice cream, right? Uh, instead of ice cream or something. So, okay, okay. Yeah, it won't be real. So you don't have to fake it, you know, just be real. And the only thing I would say, if, if you're mindful and you are stressed, you learn to control how you release that emotion with like, don't just go yelling at people at work. Because right. if you start yelling, you yell at someone or make someone feel bad, like uh, say a parent, a mother, mm-hmm. and the boss yells at her. She's going to take it home. It's going to yeah. affect the children. It's going to affect the husband. It has that ripple effect. That is why, again, laughter, no matter what <laughs> is happening, just having a good old hearty laugh, Laughter is contagious. That's right. That's misery, right? So just learn, how do I get out of this rut? How do I make myself feel a little bit better so I'll be nicer to people? I mean, we all have bad days, but I don't even say bad days. We all have bad moments. Yeah. But then it depends on how you handle it. Don't let your bad moments 
become your bad day, bad week, bad year, bad everything. I don't right. think in that. I think we can turn things around, you know, no matter what's happening, you can always see that little good that will come out of it or just have that hopefulness. We've talked about, you know, mindfulness for you and me and how we implement mindfulness. So for me, like the walks for you, the prayer and the taking the taking the step back and and the breathing. But there are other ways I think that people can be mindful. So like there's yoga, meditation, Tai Chi. Are there any other ways you think that people can sort of dancing. Take back. <laughs> sorry dancing dancing oh yeah dancing we did a lot of that today <laughs> yes yes oh that's so yes, awesome have this whole group of new residents who love to dance I love it I love it and so I mean Okay, so for me, I want to work on like infusing more mindfulness into my day because, and maybe you do too, like at the beginning of the day, I'm really, really good. But once I get into it, it's hard. I find it hard to find, to step back and really feel like I'm being present and and checking in with myself and what's happening and what I need to do more of or less of, but I don't know. But you you take midday walks, right? You walk with your dog during the day? Uh, in the morning and in the evening. Oh, in the evening. Okay. Yeah. Well, you, well, late you afternoon. You also said, I think there was one of the postcards where you said, you take the time to walk, you know, around or yes. do something. Yes. So when you're doing that, like your movement, so yeah. Yeah. mindful movements can be yeah. a mindful time. Like, you know. Yeah. So when you're yeah. doing that, just centered. So when you're getting up to move around, take away work from your mind and just, you know, think of, you know, maybe the benefit of just moving. Concentrate, say, oh, this is for my health. And I just want to concentrate right now on my health and, you know, do that. Yeah, I think too, like, like today, maybe it wasn't as... um mindful as I really thought, but maybe it was. I mean, today I decided that I was going to do a strength workout because I felt like my muscles and my body needed it. I needed to work it hard. I didn't want to just dance or do some like cardio. I wanted to physically make myself stronger today. And I came out of that feeling really good. So maybe that's part of it. Maybe I need to each day really listen in to my body um, and see what I really feel, Mm -hmm. you know, and not be, not be like, I think I'm just going to stretch today. (laughs) (laughs) But really think about (laughs) what I need to do. So when you actually clue into yourself, like what you need, when you're mindful of your own need, your own physical needs, like, you know, I think we all practice mindfulness without even knowing it. Yeah, I think it's kind of innate too, but. um, It is innate because it's like, you know what, if you, if you're really busy, you forget that you're hungry, that you haven't eaten, right? 
But when yeah. you actually feel hungry, it's like you're being mindful that your body needs nourishment. That is mm-hmm. listening to your body, right? So yeah. we just need to listen more to our bodies and and just, you know, take take a break, like, you know, schedule break times. Like someone was telling me, I met someone, her feet were swollen. And she's like, I sit all day. I, I don't even have time to get up. She's working at home. She only gets up to use the washroom once a day. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like you have to set your alarm every hour. Oh yeah. That's like, um, I've, have I talked about my neighbors that I see that walk every hour? Yes. You told me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I'm like, wow. But to do a loop around the neighborhood once an hour. That's much. That's a bit much. (laughs) But I think, wow, that would be cool. I mean, if you could do it in 10 minutes. For five minutes. So, but then that's 10 minutes of an hour. So you've lost, you can't lose 10 minutes if you are working. <laughs> like, maybe they are retired. Are they retired? Yeah. No, they're not retired. They're working? Yeah. yeah, I think the wife just had a baby, so they can't be retired. Okay. Oh, Unless, okay. you know, Maybe they work for themselves. <laughs> well, imagine you had your, your creative juices are flowing and then you take 10 minutes out of it, it's done. Oh, you yeah. No, back. No. So you can, I don't think that's like, you have to be real, right? There are certain mm-hmm. things that are doable and there are certain things like, you know, just getting up, you know, every hour or two to walk around your your immediate area is different than walking around the neighborhood. If you go <laughs> in the morning and maybe lunchtime and dinner time, that's different, but not every hour. That's not yeah. sustain. It's not sustainable either. No, no. Um, So another really great way to be mindful is journaling. What do you think about journaling? I used to do that a lot. Now I'm too busy. (laughs) (laughs) Time to do that now because I think too. Like I, you know, when I was young, I had a journal, but it was more like a. These are the boys I think are cute right now in my life. So it was never like, you know, it wasn't a mindful journaling at all. And I thought this year I'm going to try and be mindful and journal. And I actually made like a calendar thing for it at a certain day of each month that I would try and. It is now May and I have not, <laughs> not once. <laughs> um, when I journal, mostly it was when I, I will write about things that I'm upset about, right? And yeah. it makes me feel better. And I think I, I read something, I think uh, when we were talking with Noah the one time, oh, I was talking to Noah and I told her and then that was when she said, write and then rip it up kind of thing. I I actually read something I wrote many, many, many years ago. And that was when I stopped writing, actually, because it sort of brought it back. But I like it brought it back and like, oh, this was what happened. You know how you forget something happened, you know, maybe something upset you, but you don't remember. But I had it. I'm like, oh, this was exactly what happened. So I don't write anymore. I just, again, just offer it up, you know. This is for you, God. <laughs> Take care of it. <laughs> but it, it's really a very mindful way of doing things when you can actually write. Mm-hmm. It's so relaxing. And when you write, you can't be thinking of other things. You have to be present. 
Yeah, yeah, so true. Yeah, so writing is actually a very way to be mindful. And so, <laughs> well, I I think I'm gonna still try. We'll see. Yeah, Check in with me in a couple months. You still have how many months of the year? <laughs> when when we talk about it again in November. Yeah, so yeah, we, yeah. Check in with me in November. That's what you should do. Once we finish this, write the first thing. Sometimes it just break in that mold. Like once Maybe you, it is. yeah. Mm, start yeah. tonight and see. Okay. okay. Just say. So happy I got to talk to Christiana finally. <laughs> First line in the journal. Right. <laughs> Christiana was so right. All it took was one line to get me started. And then you'll come for another session to stop writing. <laughs> I just write everything down now. I can't stop. So. <laughs> I read this other thing too, and I was researching about mindfulness that this is so funny, but dishwashing, that mindful dishwashing. What do you think? I really, you believe it too, eh? I love doing dishes. When my nanny was here, we used to fight about dishes. I'm like, you guys out of your mind (laughs) because it's your time. No one only maybe when you have a party, people want to help you. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, or maybe if you are newlyweds, the uh, Mm -hmm. husband or the wife wants to dry dishes. But otherwise, it's it's an individual thing to do. You are alone. Well, it's funny because like they say if, okay, so there's just washing dishes, but like mindful dishwashing says that you should, you know, mm-hmm. feel the water running over your hands and, and inhaling, mm-hmm. inhaling the scent of the dish soap. I wouldn't do that because it would give me allergies. <laughs> <laughs> and so if you mindful, if you mindfully dishwash, apparently people have reported a 27% decrease in nervousness and a 25% increase in mental inspiration. No, but really though, when you dishwash, even if you're not inhaling the, uh, because I, I'm very sensitive <laughs> to smells, chemicals. So, but when you dishwash, you are making sure they are clean. Yeah. Right? You're concentrating. Yeah. You're yeah. cleaning, you're washing, you're rinsing. Yes, you're filling the water under your hands and stuff like that. It might even like the inspiration you know, just thinking of what you, the meal that you've just had, you know, you might have an inspiration to create something different, you know, so that I can understand how that helps, but you know, water, water is very relaxing. Yeah. Like taking for sure. power or just when you're looking at the lake or walking by the lake. So water just has that power of relaxation. So yeah, I think. Um, yeah. And I think too, like, you know, sort of losing yourself in what you're doing, whether it's dishwashing or something like really rote kind of tasks where you can do something without thinking. For me, sometimes that is when I come up with the best ideas. Mm -hmm. So that whole inspiration part really kind of makes sense to me. Yeah, a lot of uh, relaxation music, uh, like the the waves and the water and stuff. So that's the same thing that sort of happens when you're doing dishes running water yeah, you know? for sure mm-hmm. so 
So I think like, so there's so many things that mindfulness is good for. And for me, I, I really like the idea of infusing more moments of calm into the day. And, you know, maybe I'll just leave our, our listeners with a few more ideas of, of how to infuse mindfulness into their day. Like, you know, standing, you know, if you're not going to go for a walk, maybe stand outside in silence, breathe in that fresh air and just look, witness the start to your day or taking a moment before you have your first morning coffee or tea in your hands, like feeling the warmth in it and like inhaling the scent before you take that first sip, like reading something inspiring at the beginning of the day too can really, you know, set the tone for your day. Or I thought this was interesting. Yeah. Affirmations, you know, a lot of those and just read them. Right. And another one I thought was doing a crossword puzzle first thing in the morning mm-hmm. or a wordle. Yeah, I don't know about that. If but you no, it's all about, problem, it's about waking up your mind. So you're waking up your mind. I don't think a lot of minds want to wake up to a puzzle in the morning. <laughs> that's good. You know what? That's you know what's really funny? Root awakening. And no. thing, wait, another thing that I want to beg to differ. Okay, tell me. Oh, standing outside, you know, together. What if you live in an urban jungle, you are downtown Toronto, do you really want to come outside and be mindful when the traffic is just roaring all around you? But sometimes you can. Mm, Like even in a moment of craziness is like you can find the calm. This is what we're trying to learn. Not outside though. Not that is why it's good to live in the in the in the country. <laughs> outside the beautiful calm, you know. Okay. All right, Christiana, then how about this? Tomorrow, yeah, in addition to your moment of prayer, mm-hmm. make a list of three things that you like about yourself. Mm-hmm. That's a great way to start the day. It is. I'll have like a hundred things. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love, I love myself. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think it's, I, I think when, like some of the things you said, I don't know about the crossword puzzle and stuff like that, but I think, you know, just number one, being grateful, you know, just being thankful that you're still alive. It's, it's a good way to start and be mindful because mm-hmm. not everyone that went to bed the night before got up that morning, right? So that is the first thing to be thankful for. And there's so many things, just looking around your home, having a bed to lay on, like having a roof mm-hmm. over your head, you know, food to eat. You know, like one day, I don't think I mentioned this. I think I probably did. Someone came in and she was so frazzled. Oh, my goodness. It's snowing outside. It's like, and I said, but you have a car to drive. (laughs) Of the people who are standing out there waiting for transportation, you drove in your car when we were still allowed to drink and drive, drink coffee, that is. You probably were sipping your morning coffee, you know, listening to music. Isn't that something to be grateful for? She goes, oh, thank you. I'll start thinking of it differently, you know. So just find something in your day. You you wake up, you're already frustrated. Oh, work is so, so, so stressful. Be thankful you have a job because it pays your bills. 
right? So it's like, how, how do I make my day better? What can I do? What inspiration can I bring into my job today? You know, right. so if if you are mindful of things like that, the little things in your life, and then uh, it will make your day a lot easier. Even if you even if you are in the, in the midst of the urban jungle, you, you <laughs> need to step out to have that. Even within your own home, right? Yeah, you can be you know mindful and thankful and grateful. I think mindfulness and and hopefulness and gratitude or thankfulness should all go together. Yeah, that makes sense. I'll buy in. Okay, good. Because if not, your mindfulness could be you just taking time to say, okay, how do I get my boss? You know, what do I do? (laughs) 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 How do I make my boss pay for what he did? I'm being mindful. Let me think really hard, you know, so just instead so sherry that was really interesting about mindfulness like i think it's something that we all practice but we don't even know it and yeah uh, i think yeah since since our last talk i think was it with dr odia too or something i don't even know when we discussed mindfulness i've become i think it was on that meditation or something that yeah maybe it was about meditation yeah talking about mindfulness i've Mm -hmm. become more accurately aware of what i do and what i do in my moment of mindfulness we talked a lot i think with dr odiato we talked about mindful movements during the physical i like that too and it was also um something from the blue zones too remember like people that live like past 80 and past 100 in the blue zones they don't work out but they move mindfully they move Um, mindfully and also they had purpose yeah. When you have a purpose in life, it actually yeah. keeps you going. So mm-hmm. I guess we can leave our listeners with be mindful and have a purpose in life and yeah. live a healthy, happy life and be forever young. That's right. I'm Christiana Eggy. And I'm Sherry Marie Chu. See you next time on Forever Young. Until then, keep smiling because you're never too old to become younger. The Forever Young Podcast is created and produced by Christiana Eggy and Sherry Marie Chu, and it is produced and engineered by Elise Hill. The podcast represents our opinions and those of our guests. The content should not be taken as medical advice. It is for informational purposes only, and because each person is so unique, please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Special thanks to the Ella Accelerator for bringing Christiana and Sherry together. If you like the show, please tell your friends and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. New episodes are available every other Wednesday. Have questions? Email us at ourforeveryoungpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram and Facebook under Our Forever Young Podcast. Thank you for listening.